our family didn't have family vacations. We didn't go to the beach in the summertime. You know, we, we, we wrestle. I get like a little bit of everything that I kind of wanted in my life. Like, you know, a little wrestling. Our wrestling is just kind of the fabric of the culture. You know, I think that was a very important part of who I am and who I am today. Uh, going back and, uh, coming back to the struggles. Wrestling is just like one big puzzle. There's like a counter attack to every attack that the opponent has, and it's just fun trying to like figure everything out. You're probably the first person I've talked to about it outside of uh, my family and my, my personal wrestlers. That voice in my head kind of that said, you can't do this, that was kind of what made me want to do it. It doesn't matter you know, how your body feels or how you feel, but you know, it's, it's about how you go out and compete and your attitude really when you're out on the map. So that, that national tournament that year was... was um, was the most enjoyable lesson experience that I've ever had in my life. I was, like, super, super, super intense. All I cared about was wrestling. For 17 years, it was, like, this is what I was training for, you know, and this is potentially my last tournament. It's like, this is it. It's like eight mile, like, you only get one shot. I felt like he took what was mine, you know, and um, I was trying to take what was his, so just kind of how things go, but... Welcome to episode 15 of the Sudden History Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Earl Smith. So this week we're going to talk a lot about recruiting. Recruiting is one of my favorite topics. I think it is for a lot of fans also. Not only for fans, but also for coaches. Everybody loves their recruits. Everybody's optimistic about their recruits. None of the coaches are going to say, I've got a bad crop of guys. We weren't able to close a deal with some of the good kids. Nobody says that. They talk about how many titles their guys have won, how great their GPAs were, and so on. You get to be optimistic. If we're getting real, real, most of these high school seniors haven't found college nightlife yet, or that college wrestling is really, really hard, or that they just may be burned out on the sport. Generally, these things haven't been discovered yet, and everybody's focused on being the next Kale Sanderson or Kyle Dake. So recruiting ends up being fun for everyone involved, and it's a positive topic. Early last week, the D1CW website put out the top 150 recruit list for the class of 2016. If you follow the high school scene at all, it's not a surprise at all that Mark Hall is atop the list. Hall becomes the third number one overall recruit to sign with Penn State in the last eight years. Morgan McIntosh in 2011 and David Taylor in 2009 are the others. I'm going to go through one of the misconceptions around recruiting, and that is that there are always these diamonds in the rough, guys waiting to be found and developed into NCAA champions. They just need the right coach. That's half true. There are some diamonds in the rough that can be developed into great college wrestlers. However, if you're talking about the best of the best, your NCAA champions, for the most part, we know these guys way before they ever step into the college wrestling room. There will always be exceptions to the rule. I'm sure some of you guys are going to bring those people up. But here are some facts for you. This year's NCAA Finals. Let's take a look at my ranking for each of the NCAA finalists among their respective recruiting classes. The NCAA champion at 125, Nico Megalutis, he was number three in the class of 2011. His opponent, 
Thomas Gilman, he was number 16 among the class of 2012. Moving up to 133, the champion Deshaun Garrett, he was actually one of the lower ranked guys, number 66 in the class of 2011. His opponent, Corey Clark, was number 23 in the class of 2012. Up at 141, Dean Heil, he was number 13 in the class of 2013. His opponent was Bryce Meredith from Wyoming. He originally signed with NC State in 2014. He was not ranked among the top 150 guys in 2014. I will say in my first draft of the rankings early in the high school season or maybe in the late summer, he was in there being from Wyoming without being able to see much competition. If I remember correctly, he had a couple losses in the national tournaments and dropped out of those rankings. 149 pounds, the NCAA champion was Zane Rutherford. He was number three in the class of 2013. 149 pounds, Brandon Sorensen, number 27 in the class of 2013. 157 pounds, NCAA champion Isaiah Martinez. He was number five in the class of 2013. His opponent, Jason Nolf, was number four in the class of 2014. At 165 pounds, Alex Steeringer, he was number 15 in the class of 2011. His opponent, Isaac Jordan, he was number 27 in the class of 2012. The NCAA champion at 174 pounds, Miles Martin, he was number four in last year's class of 2015. Bo Nickel, he was number seven in the class of 2014. At 184 pounds, actually the lowest ranked guy in this group was Gabe Dean, who was number 73 in the class of 2012. His opponent, TJ Dudley, he was number 24 in 2012. 197 pounds, our new Olympian Jaden Cox, he was number 7 in the class of 2013. His opponent, I mentioned earlier, Morgan McIntosh, he was number 1 in the class of 2011. Going up to 285 pounds, also an Olympian, Kyle Snyder, number 1 in the class of 2014. And his opponent, Nick Wazdowski, he was number 18 in the class of 2011. So, what does that tell you? Glad you asked. Nine of the top 20, I'm sorry, nine of these 20 wrestlers were top 10 recruits in their recruiting class. 17 of the 20 were top 30 recruits. And 19 of 20 were top 100 recruits. And that actually is top 75 you know, if you want to get technical. One of my favorite features from the D1CW website is the D1CW Recruiting Rewind. It also seems to be one of the most popular amongst my readers as well. It is the often imitated, <laughs> and it's been imitated, let me tell you that. You know who you are. Um, it's often imitated, but never duplicated, the Recruiting Rewind. Here is the story about how this feature was born. I've always enjoyed reading those articles about, um, I don't know, redrafting the NFL class of 2007. 
you know, they end up giving the Oakland Raiders Adrian Peterson instead of Jamarcus Russell. Of course, we're talking about college wrestlers. There's no draft, but I wanted to think of a similar concept. Now, I check a lot of message boards, and there are two distinctive posters when speaking of recruiting, if we're just kind of generalizing. The first guy, he labels every blue chip recruit as four-time All-American, at worst, two-time NCAA champ, which I've always thought is ridiculous and sort of makes light of how hard it is just to win one title. That guy annoys me. Then there's a guy who says, who cares about state titles? Talk to me when they've actually done something. Okay, you sort of have a point. So what I've done is take my rankings from five years before as they're entering college then re-rank the same group of wrestlers based on how their actual careers played out. For those who are not familiar with Recruiting Rewind, I have assigned a point total for getting 1st through 8th place at Nationals. Of course, 1st place is going to get significantly more points than 8. Also, you get points based on conference placement. There are a great deal more possible points from the Big Ten Conference based on the Southern Conference or EWL. With all of the conference realignment in the past five years or so, I've had to modify conference point totals on a couple of occasions. I've tried not to just because doing it too much kind of ruins the integrity of it all. Now, conference placement and NCAA placement are the only items that are factored in. At its inception, I thought about adding point totals for wins, but that's kind of opening a whole Pandora's box. Do you factor in wins for non-D1 guys, or wins versus non-D1 starters? Well, what if that non-starter is Joey Slayton, or James English, or a red-shirting freshman Logan Massa? Next thing you know, you got algorithms and formulas, and you come up with something that only the Seton Hall Pirate can understand. So, for the most part, the results have worked out well. The only time I wasn't pleased with them was two seasons ago when reevaluating the 2009 class. The top two guys from the class ended up being Ed Ruth and David Taylor. Not bad, huh? But number three was Kyle Dake and his point total was tied with Tony Nelson. To me, that's a problem. Of course, I, I knew it ended up this way because I weighed winning a Big Ten title more than an EIWA title, and Dake was actually upset his sophomore year in the EIWA finals. A lot of people gave me heat about that, and deservedly so. Um, I wasn't happy about that end result, but it was the fifth class that I had re-ranked and the first time there was such a discrepancy. I think last year's class was a, a little more normal. So I started re-ranking the recruiting classes in 2010 after most of the class of 2005 had exhausted their eligibility. That was by far the best recruiting class I've examined so far, so far the class of 2005 while the class of 2009 did have some huge names too. First, we're going to start reviewing the rankings of the top wrestlers 
from the class of 2011, and I'm going to give you some of their pre-college credentials. So the number one recruit from the class of 2011 shouldn't be a surprise. I've mentioned him twice already. That was Morgan McIntosh from Santa Ana, California, a 197-pounder from Penn State. He was a three-time California State champion, came in with a 189-5 career record. He was a two-time junior freestyle national champion and a cadet freestyle and Greco-Roman runner-up. He was also the champion at the Walsh Ironman in 2010, as well as the national team selection for the Dapper Dan. The number two recruit from the class of 2011 was from Burnsville, Minnesota, and that was Destin McCauley. He was a 149-pound recruit. However, he went to the Olympic Training Center straight out of high school. His credentials, five-time Minnesota State Champion, 286-6 record, 2010 Junior Freestyle National Champ, 2008 Cadet Freestyle National Champ, as well as a member of the Dapper Dan team. The number three recruit from the class of 2011, I mentioned him earlier, it was Nico Megalutis from Murraysville, Pennsylvania. He wrestled 125 pounds for Penn State. He was a three-time Pennsylvania State Champion, a 170 and one record, and a 2009 Junior Freestyle National Runner-Up. Number four, Jesse Thelke from Germantown, Wisconsin. He initially went to the Olympic Training Center out of high school, then later to Wisconsin. He was a four-time Wisconsin State Champion, 186-1 record, two-time Cadet Greco-Roman National Champ, 2007 Cadet Freestyle National Runner-Up, and he wrestled on the Dapper Dan team as well. The number five recruit from the class of 2011, Logan Storley of Roslyn, South Dakota. He signed with Minnesota to wrestle at 174 pounds. Storley was a six-time South Dakota State Champion, 263-3 record, 2010 Junior Freestyle National Champ, as well as an NHSCA Junior National Champ. He also wrestled for the Team USA at Dapper Dan. Number six, Andrew Camplatano from Boundbrook, New Jersey, 197-pounder for Ohio State. He was a four-time New Jersey State Champion, 175-1 record, 2008 Cadet Freestyle National Champ, two-time Cadet Greco National Champ, 2009 Junior Greco National Champ, and he was also on the Dapper Dan team. The number seven recruit was Hunter Steber from Monroeville, Iowa, correction, Monroeville, Ohio, signed with Ohio State to wrestle 141. He was a four-time Ohio State champion, 203-2 record, two-time Walsh Ironman champion, 2007 Cadet Freestyle National Champ, and he was a team member for the Dapper Dan. Number eight recruit from Andover, New Jersey. He originally signed with Oklahoma State, but I don't believe he made it out there. That was Austin Ormsby, a 141-pounder. He was a three-time national prep champ, 127-10 and record, 
2010 Junior Freestyle National Champ and a two-time Beast of the East Champ. Number nine recruit from Meridian, Idaho, Tanner Hall. Tanner Hall recently enrolled as a freshman at Arizona State, but out of high school he went straight to the Olympic Training Center. He was a 197-pound recruit at the time. Hall was a three-time Idaho State champ, 142-27 and record, 2009 Cadet Greco-Roman National Champ, 2010 Junior Freestyle National Champ, 2010 Junior National Greco-Roman runner-up, and he won a title at the Walsh Ironman in 2010. Number 10 recruit from Transfer, Pennsylvania, that was Mason Beckman from Lehigh at 133 pounds. He was a two-time Pennsylvania State champ with a 196-12 record. He also won the Walsh Ironman two times. The number 11 recruit, also from Monroeville, Ohio, that is Chris Phillips. He initially signed with NC State as a 174-pound recruit. He was also a four-time Ohio State champ. 192-1 and one record and a two-time Walsh Ironman champ. The number 12 recruit from the class of 2011, Kenny Quartz from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He signed with Ohio State as a 184-pound recruit. He was a two-time Pennsylvania State champion, 143-6 and six record, three-time Beast of the East champion, and a Super 32 champ. Number 13 was Nick Hodgkins, from Wyoming, Pennsylvania. He signed with Central Michigan as a 149-pound recruit. He was a two-time Pennsylvania State champ with a 164-8 record. He was a Beast of the East champ, NHSCA Junior National champ, Super 32 champ, and he probably will be best remembered for beating Alex Deeringer at the Dapper Dan. The number 14 recruit, Bryce Hammond of Bakersfield, California, he stayed home to wrestle for Cal State Bakersfield and came in as a 165-pound recruit. He was a two-time California State Champion, 156-14 and 14 record, 2008 Cadet Freestyle National Runner-Up, NHSCA Senior National Champion, as well as a Dapper Dan team member. Number 15, Alex Deeringer from Port Washington, Wisconsin. He signed with Oklahoma State as a 157-pound recruit. He was a three-time Wisconsin State champ, 172-4 record, two-time junior freestyle national champ, a junior double winner in 2011, and he was a 2009 cadet freestyle and Greco national champ. Number 16, James Green from Willingboro, New Jersey. He signed with Nebraska's of 157-pound recruit. He won a New Jersey State title as a senior, had a 148-8 and record, and was a NHSCA senior national champ. Number 17, from Bellwood, Illinois, Joanna Cooey, who signed with Iowa Central as a 174-pound recruit. He was a Illinois State Champion in 2010, the Junior 
Freestyle National Runner-Up 2011. He was the Junior Greco-Roman National Champ in 2011 and won a double title at the cadet level in 2008. Number 18, Nick Wisdowski from Delanson, New York. He signed with Binghamton as a 285-pound recruit. He was a two-time New York State Champion, 199-24 record. In 2010, he was the Junior National Freestyle and Greco-Roman third place winner. He also won a title at the NHSEA Senior Nationals. Number 19, Zach Horan from Nazareth, Pennsylvania. He signed with Central Michigan to wrestle 133. He was the 2010 Pennsylvania State Champion, four-time Pennsylvania State Finalist. Actually, I believe I wrote that down wrong. I, I think he was 2011 Pennsylvania State Champion, four-time State Finalist, 169-12 and 12 record, 2008 Cadet Freestyle National Champ, and 2010 Junior Freestyle National Runner-Up. And we're going to conclude with number 20, Donnie Longendike from Vadnais Heights, Minnesota. Signed with Nebraska as a 285-pound recruit, two-time Minnesota State Champion, 2009 Cadet Freestyle National Champ, and a 2010 Junior Greco-Roman National Runner-Up. Now, using my formula for evaluating the wrestler's career, here will be the class of 2011 re-ranked. If you'd like to see exactly how these point totals work, check out www.d1collegewrestling.net backslash recruiting underscore 2010 to see last year's feature, and that'll have the point system. I feel like it would not be very exciting for me to just go through the point listing right now for you. Here is the class of 2011 re-ranked based on their college career. Number one, it's probably not a big surprise, it's going to be Alex Deeringer, 165 pounder for Oklahoma State. He had 73 points based on my formula, and as I mentioned before, he was the number 15 overall recruit at that point in time. In college, he compiled a 133-4 record, three-time NCAA champion, four-time All-American going first, 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 third, four-time Big 12 champ, three-time Southern Scuffle champ, 2016 Hodge Trophy winner, and finished his career on an 82-match win streak. Now with some of these guys, I'm going to go through and mention a guy from the past who had a similar point total using my formula just so we can kind of compare their careers and you know some of them actually did have pretty similar careers the person who I found that had 73 points just like Alex Deeringer was Andrew Howe I didn't think that was a great comparison um, Howe had a great career in his own right but probably not on the same level he did get uh, significant points for winning Big Ten titles his first couple of collegiate seasons. The second wrestler from the post-college rewind, Nico Megalutis at 125 pounds for Penn State. He had 72 points. He was previously the number three overall recruit. He had a 119-19 record at Penn State. 
the 2016 NCAA champion, a four-time All-American going first, third, second, second, three-time NCAA finalist, two-time Big Ten runner-up, and a two-time Southern Scuffle champ. Number 30, no, number 33, we're getting ahead of ourselves right there. Uh, number three, Nishan Garrett of Cornell. He had 63 points. He was previously the number 66 recruit. Nishan had a 149-12 record, 2016 NCAA champion. He was a four-time All-American going first, fifth, second, and third two-time NCAA finalist, four-time EIWA champion, two-time Southern Scuffle champ, and a three-time Cliff Keen Las Vegas Invitational champ. The wrestler who had a similar point total to Garrett, what do you know, it's Troy Nickerson from Cornell in the class, the high school class of 2005. Now here's where it kind of gets funky for me. Um, I didn't like how Deeringer just had one more point than Megaludis, and the guy who's in fourth place is Nick Wisdowski, 285-pounder for NC State. He had 60 points. Originally, he was the number 18 recruit. Um, the reason why he is here below Megaludis and Garrett is likely because of factoring in lower points for performing in the CAA and ACC, as well as an eighth place finish his freshman year. So Nick had a 141 and 12 record, two-time NCAA champion, four-time All-American, going second, first, first, and eighth, three-time NCAA finalist, 2014 Cliff Keen Las Vegas Invitational champ, 2015 Midlands champ, 2014 Southern Scuffle runner-up. He had a similar point total to Chris Perry of Oklahoma State in 2009. I don't think that's the best comparison, but it's, it's okay. Number five was Morgan McIntosh, 197-pounder from Penn State, who finished with 55 points. As I've mentioned, I don't know, three or four times before, he was the number one recruit of this class. He had a 114-19 record for Penn State, 2016 NCAA runner-up. He was a three-time All-American going second, third, and seventh. Two-time Big Ten champion and the 2016 Southern Scuffle champion. His 55 points were duplicated by James Green of Nebraska, 157-pounder. He was the 16th recruit in this class. Green had a 129 and 22 record. He was a four-time All-American going third, third, seventh, seventh. 2014 Big Ten champ, 2015 Southern Scuffle champ, the 2013 Cliff Keen Las Vegas champ, and he is the first guy on the list who never redshirted. Now going down to seventh place with Green and Gwizdowski tied for fifth, seventh place. Cody Brewer, 133 pounds from Oklahoma. He had 52 points, and he was originally the 23rd overall recruit in the class. Brewer compiled a 95-22 and 22 record. He was the 2015 NCAA champion. He was a four-time All-American, placing third, first, eighth, and seventh, a two-time Big 12 champion, 
and a two-time Cliff Keen Las Vegas runner-up. A guy from the past who had a similar point total to Brewer, Mike Pashillo of Ohio State, class of 2005. I think that's a decent enough comparison. Number eight, Logan Storley, 174-pounder from Minnesota. He had 51 points, and he was the number five overall recruit. In his career at Minnesota, he had a 119-27 record, was a four-time All-American going 4th, 3rd, 4th, 6th, was a 2012 Big Ten runner-up, and the 2013 Southern Scuffle runner-up. A guy from the past with a similar point total, Lance Palmer of Ohio State, high school class of 2006. Storley had 51 points, now it's going to drop down a little bit, Ninth place from Iowa. Nathan Burak at 197 pounds. He had 39 points. He was not ranked in the class of 2011. He had at Iowa a 90 and 36 record. He was a three-time All-American, fourth, seventh, and eighth. 2016 Big Ten runner-up and a two-time Midlands champ. A wrestler with a similar point total from the past. Northwestern's Brandon Prasine. Class of 2006. In 10th place from Virginia Tech, 157 pounder Nick Brissetta, 38 points. He was originally the number 41 overall recruit. He had a career record which was very limited as a junior and senior to uh, 79 and 17, three time All American finishing third, fourth, and eighth. Nick was a three-time ACC champion and a 2012 Midlands champ. Wrestler with a similar point total from the past, Michael Cannon of American in 2005. 11th place, Kent State's Ian Miller at 157 pounds. He had 37 points. Originally, he was the number 36 overall recruit. Miller had a 128-17 career record was a three-time All-American finishing 6th, 5th, and 4th. Ian was a three-time MAC champion, the 2015 Cliff Keen Las Vegas champ, and the 2014 Southern Scuffle runner-up. A wrestler from the past with a similar point total, Adam Hall of Boise State in 2006. Now moving to number 12. Hunter Steber, who finished at 149 pounds for Ohio State. He tallied 34 points, most of which came in his first two seasons, and he was previously the number seven overall recruit from this class. Steber's record was 86 and 17, a two-time All-American, finishing third and sixth. He was the 2013 Big Ten champ. 2012 Cliff Keen Las Vegas champ. Now, the wrestler from the past with a similar point total. I'd like to think I planned this out. It was purely coincidental. Tyler Sanderson, Penn State and Iowa, 2005. Both of these guys have older brothers, four-time NCAA champions. Tied for 13th place, from Oklahoma State heavyweight Austin Marsden, who was originally the number 25 overall recruit. 
He had a 108 and 22 record. He was a two-time All-American, finishing sixth and eighth. Three-time Big 12 champion, two-time Southern Scuffle champion. Also finishing in 13th place from Old Dominion, Chris McCarty at 141 pounds. He also had 32 points, and he was originally the number 71 overall recruit. His career record, 115 and 38, two-time All-American, finishing fifth and sixth. He was a one-time MAC champion and one-time CAA champion. Three-time MAC finalist, 2014 Midlands fifth place, 2013 Southern Scuffle fourth place. A wrestler from the past with a similar point total for Makati, Tyler Nauman from Pittsburgh in 2007. Now in 15th place from Duke, 197 pounds, Connor Hartman with 30 points. He was previously unranked coming into college. 98 and 30 career record for Hartman, three-time All-American going 7th, 6th, and 5th. He was a two-time ACC champion and the 2015 Southern Scuffle runner-up. A wrestler from the past with a similar point total to Hartman, Jared Trice from Central Michigan in 2007. We have a tie for number 16 between two Lehigh wrestlers. The first, Nathaniel Brown, 184-pounder, who had 29 points. He was originally the number 53 overall recruit. Brown had a 93-25 and 25 record at Lehigh. He was a two-time All-American, finishing 7th and 2nd, 2013 AIWA champion, 2016 Southern Scuffle runner-up, and the 2012 Midlands runner-up. Wrestler from the past with a similar point total, Mike Miller, Central Michigan, high school class of 2005. Again, also in 16th place from Lehigh, Mason Beckman at 133 pounds. He had 29 points and was originally the number 10 overall recruit. Mason had a record of 104 and 37 at Lehigh. He was a two-time All-American, finishing in sixth place twice. He was a 2014 EIWA champ and a three-time EIWA finalist. 2015, he finished in third place at the Southern Scuffle, and in 2012, Midlands fourth place. A wrestler with a similar point total from the past, Mike Gray of Cornell from the class of 2006. Moving along to 18th place from Edinburgh, Vic Avery at 184 pounds. He had 28 points, and he was originally the number 126th ranked recruit from the class of 2011. His career record was 97-32. and 32. He was the 2015 NCAA runner-up. He was a three-time EWL champ and placed fifth at the 2014 Midlands. A wrestler from the past with a similar point total, also one-time All-American and NCAA runner-up Josh Kindig of Oklahoma State from 2010. And we have two wrestlers tied for number 19. The first is Evan Henderson at 149 pounds from North Carolina. He had 27 points and he was originally the number 26 overall recruit. Evan had a 125 and 35 record 
was a two-time All-American finishing in fourth and sixth place. He was a two-time ACC champion, 2016 Southern Scuffle runner-up, 2016 Midlands, uh, that's 2015 Midlands because 2016 Midlands has not been wrestled yet. He was a sixth-place finisher at the Midlands. Wrestler with a similar point total to Henderson, Brandon Hatchett of Lehigh High School Class of 2007. Also in 19th place, Cody Walters, 174-pounder from Ohio, who had 27 points. He was originally not ranked in the class of 2011. Walters had a 118 and 19 record, was a two-time All-American, finishing 7th and 8th. He was a three-time MAC champion, 2015 Midlands champ, and 2013 Southern Scuffle 7th place. Wrestler from the past with a similar point total was Scott Sentis from Central Michigan High School Class of 2008. So, what do these numbers mean, and how do they compare to wrestlers from other classes? Again, great question. Glad you asked. The pinnacle of the Recruiting Rewind was Logan Stieber last year. He was a four-time NCA and Big Ten champion. He had 88 total points, and there could not be any higher score. Just for reference, I'm going to go through the highest 15 total scores from the classes evaluated. Remember, this is from the high school class of 2005 through 2011. As I mentioned, number one, Logan Stieber, Ohio State, 88 points. A tie for number two between Penn State teammates Ed Ruth and David Taylor with 85 points. Tie for fourth place between Kyle Dake of Cornell and Tony Nelson of Minnesota, both with 75 points. Tie for sixth place with 74 points between Jake Varner of Iowa State and Quentin Wright of Penn State. As I mentioned earlier, tie for 8th place between Alex Deeringer and Andrew Howe, both with 73 points. 10th place was Nico Megalutis from Penn State with 72 points. 11th place, Jordan Oliver, Oklahoma State with 69 points. He is also tied with Matt McDonough of Iowa, 69 points. 13th place from Iowa with 68 points. Derek St. John, and 14th place from Minnesota, Jason Ness with 67 points. And rounding out the top 15 from Northwestern with 66 points, it's Mike McMullen. Okay, so that's it for the Recruiting Rewind. Now I'm going to talk about team recruiting rankings. And when I say team recruiting rankings, I mean rankings that were done in June of that respective year. So these are the rankings at that time. So some of these classes, they may have just bombed out. But what I've done is looked at recruiting rankings by team every year that I've done them since 2008. Again, I'm going to use a super simple, simple formula. Uh, I always rank the top 25 classes. The winner, the number one team, gets 12.5 points. Number two gets 12 points, and so on and so forth. 
down to number 25 who gets half a point. So since 2008, the top recruiting school over that time period is Oklahoma State, who has had 80 points. Oklahoma State had D1CW's number two overall recruiting class in 2009, as well as the past two seasons, 2014 and 2015. Rounding out the top ten teams, Minnesota comes in at number two. They have the top class of 2008, as well as 2009. Third place, Iowa. They had the top class in 2010 and 2012. In fourth place, Nebraska. They had the number two overall class in 2011. And between 2009 and 2014, 2013's number eight class was the lowest ranked for Nebraska. So they were very consistent over that time period. And even last year's class was lower ranked, but you know, still very good. Number five, Ohio State. They always bring in studs. They had the number one overall class in 2011. Number six, Penn State. They're a little lower because they were not ranked in 2008, which was the last pre-Kale Sanderson season. Penn State had the number one class overall in 2014. The number seven team is Cornell, who had the number two class in 2012. In eighth, Virginia Tech. They had the number five overall class in 2013. Number nine, Michigan. They had the number one overall class in 2013. And the number 10 team is actually a little bit surprising. Um, Oklahoma. They had the number three overall class in 2009. So, I don't know if you're on the same page with me or not, but aside from Oklahoma, these teams have all been consistently your top 10 teams in the country on the mat for about the last five seasons. Maybe not in this exact order, but these are the teams that generally hang out in the top 10. If you extend out the scores to number 11, that's where Missouri comes in, and they have been a consistent trophy contender the past few seasons. What's it all mean? Well, if you want to bring home some hardware, first you got to hit the recruiting trail hard. Talent development, it's essential, and you know finding these overlooked studs is great, but in order to really score points and win the race at Nationals, you need the horses. Again, if you want to read more about the D1CW recruiting rewind from the class of 2011, It'll be posted on the site next week. You guys are getting a sneak preview of it now. If you've read it in the past, um, I list the top 50 recruits from 2011, as well as the top 50 post-college guys from the class of 2011 as well. If you go to the D1CW site under the recruiting tab, you'll also find old top recruits lists, as well as recruiting class breakdowns and recruiting rewinds. So. That's about it for me. As always, check out everything on the Matt Talk Podcast Network. As of this recording, the last thing JB has on short on there is a short-time interview with Lauren Burroughs, wife of the great Jordan Burroughs. It's very good, and it's a cool idea, so check it out. While you're at it, do the whole iTunes deal, subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. 
So next week I will be back to the interview format. I've got a good couple of good ones lined up. So let's let a former Sudden History guest, Greg Jones, show us the way out. How the hell do I get off this stage?